Welcome back to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. I'm Sarah Jenkins. And I'm Brooke Mangum. Thank you so much for joining us today. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that I think that we're hearing a lot more and more about. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. (laughs) um, I sat down with Neve Shulman of Catfish fame, and he is like telling us about all the different scams that are really have been emerging in recent years. It was really eye-opening. It's crazy. I think there's like, even when your phone starts ringing now and you'll look and it used to be just like a spammer card even says like potential scam. Right. Scam likely. Yes. And the fact that we even have that shows you how likely you are to be scammed. And it can happen to anyone. It can happen in person. It can happen online. There's so many different ways. And it's kind of this sad thing where you have to be on your guard now. Right, right. And you don't want to be, but I feel like just to protect yourself and, you know, with the advent of more and more technology and social media, and he talks more about it in our discussion, but it, I mean, there were some avenues of scams that I had never even thought of happening. I mean, those people out there are just very savvy. Right. And you don't need to be scared because yeah. we've got some tips for you so you can avoid these scammers keep your money and keep safe. Yes, absolutely. He has so many good tips. It was really great talking to him. So I say we take a listen. Neve Shulman is the star of MTV's Famous Catfish, and he's here today to talk to us about something that he knows a little about, scams. Welcome, Neve. Thanks for joining us today. All right. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I want to start off right off the bat with how people mostly know you. You were originally from the TV show Catfish. I want to talk about what it was like to film that show, the experience. Um, well, it's been 10 years now that we've been making Catfish, uh, and and remarkably are, are actually still making it. Uh, as much as I wish my efforts to educate and inform people about how to avoid uh, getting catfished sure. have been, uh, sadly, it hasn't prevented new people from falling victim. Right. Uh, so we can, we continue to make the show. Um, and it's been a really wild ride. Uh, in addition <laughs> to tra- traveling the country and seeing lots of places and, and uh, parts of the country that I hadn't previously thought I would or planned on seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met a lot of fascinating people uh, and ushered many of them through very strange, difficult, um, emotional moments of their lives. Sure. And, you know, it's been it's been at times very fun. It's been at times very tough and, and, and emotional and sad. But overall, it's been uh, just a remarkably... Um, fulfilling experience because I really believe that we've been helping people uh, both on the show and, and those who watch the show. Sure, absolutely. I mean, you really are walking people through some of these, the most maybe traumatic, but then potentially fulfilling, incredible moments of their life. Yeah. That kind of touches on what I wanted to ask you about. Do you have, you know, you mentioned almost 10 years. Congrats, by the way. Um, do you have a favorite part of having filmed the series, you know, throughout its duration? Is there something that you go back to that's really fulfilling on your end? I mean, the friends that I've made uh, and the relationships I have with the people on the show who have been working with me um, now, some of whom have been working with me since the beginning, mm-hmm. um, but even those who have come in sort of later on in more recent years, uh, you know, I don't really have a traditional work environment the way that many people who have sort of um, nine to five <laughs> jobs do. Sure, yeah. Uh, so, you know, while I have friendships, um, I, you know, I, I really do value my relationships that I have with the people who, who I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been great. 
Yeah, um, absolutely. For sure. Uh, well, let's talk about kind of over the duration of the show. Is there a specific scam that sticks out to you the most? Because I want to talk about that today. You know, that is such um, a big portion of this whole show. Essentially, you know, the name itself derives from these scams and catfishing. So is there one specific one that really sticks out to you? Uh, yeah, I think there is. Um, we did a an episode uh, where, where a young woman wrote in. Uh, not actually that young. I think she was at the time, maybe early thirties. Um, and she had been, uh, she, she is a fan of music, uh, and hip hop. And she had come across the account of a, an up and coming DJ sort of producer who she had started following. And, um, that, that producer then ended up reaching out to her and explaining that he was recently, you know, acquired by, uh, sort of a famous label and mm. he was going to need an assistant and could, would she be interested in working for him? Uh, anyway, yeah, she ended up, she ended up agreeing. Um, and on his behalf, you know, started helping him set up, uh, appearances. Um, obviously, you know, DJ related stuff, uh, mm-hmm. spe- speaking at schools, all kinds of things, booking hotels and limousines and security. Right. And taking that very seriously, it sounds like, because she thought yeah, it was legitimate. Well, well, she thought it was legit and, and all sort of on the promise that eventually her checks would come from the label and that she would be reimbursed for any out-of-pocket expenses. Right. Anyway, it turns out that the young man um, was not, in fact, a DJ, had, had no experience, and was just really kind of a con artist. Yeah. Um, and though he didn't, you know, steal necessarily money from her, he got a lot of people, including her, to front the cost of things that he needed, transportation, security, hotels, bottle service at clubs, uh, all again on the promise that he they would be paid by the label. And he even had set up fake email accounts for people from the label wow. um, that he wow. would use. And he had a second phone number where he would call with a different accent to reassure them from the, you know, from the, uh, you know, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the the finance de- department. Right, the right. The, the separate, whatever, like, yeah. the intricacies of a legitimate business corporation. So, and, and over the course of, right, over the course of the year or two that he was doing this, I think he racked up, you know, somewhere to the tune of fifty or $60,000 worth of scam money, right. uh, you know. So heartbreaking. Anyway, so, so that was, yeah, that was really tough because, you know, these are small businesses, limo drivers and security people who work for themselves that, you know, had spent hours and, and hours working for this kid and just never got paid. Right, right. Ugh. And, you know, these, as you mentioned, these people are hardworking and they're trusting and, you know, it, they're putting in these hours and this time. And it's really difficult to see. But I think that, you know, this show, that's why part of why it's so compelling is it makes you realize that because these scammers are so sophisticated, it could truly happen to anyone. And, you know, you've since built this career off busting scammers, catfishers. You went through your own catfishing story which I think a lot of people are familiar with, but did you ever think you would end up here today? No, uh, not in the least. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's funny. I, I think the experience that I had, uh, which led very unexpectedly to me becoming the, um, you know, sort of sounding board for other people's strange internet relationships that then turned into a show, I tried to uh, kind of part that possibility to mm-hmm. all the people who come on the show as well, that that while this moment that they're in right now is heartbreaking and, and they feel embarrassed and humiliated uh, and there's a, there's a tremendous sense of loss, 
uh, at the relationship that they thought they were in and, and the future that they were going to have, mm-hmm. um, it's also an opportunity. It's also, uh, you know, one door closing, another opening. There's, there's something here to be gleaned. There's an opportunity to be had. Um, there's a lesson to be learned. And I, and I hope, though, unlikely that everyone who comes on the show will get their own yeah. subsequent TV <laughs> show. That's so, some good can come out of it if, if you take take the right approach and kind of have the right frame of mind. Yeah, I think that's so important that you kind of look at it in that positive light because what could have been a really devastating experience or can be for these people who've undergone being catfished or scammed, it's really important to see the light at the end of the tunnel and probably moving forward, just be a little more skeptical of people. And I want to talk about scams because they're really more prevalent now than ever. Um, you have a couple different ones that I know you kind of uh, can talk to people about how to avoid, but let's start with romance scams. Are there signs that sure. we can look for to kind of avoid these? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, romance scams are tough because they don't always necessarily start as romance scams. You know, a lot of people assume romance scams sort of happens on a dating app or, or website. Mm-hmm. But in fact, uh, a lot of them initiate in very sort of uh, social, non-romantic ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it could just be a random friend request on Facebook or Instagram, um, a compliment on a, a video, a friendship starts, you know, you have a, feels as though you've made a friend who just becomes sort of a pen pal. Right. Uh, and over time, that, that friendship sort of intensity increases and then transitions into flirtation sort of, and then, and then romance. So it's hard to necessarily yeah. spot them right off the bat. You're not going to get an email that just says, Hey, I'm in love with you. Let's be together and get married. Send me money. You know, it's like it doesn't happen like that. Right. If only it were um, that straightforward, it'd be easier to see. Right. <laughs> right. So, so the the trick is reminding yourself at the early stages of of a, of a new friendship or correspondence with someone you've not yet met in person, who may not have any real connection to your life, mm-hmm. just that you know this is something that while could be perfectly innocent and 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 positive could also not be. Uh, And I think just keeping that, the first thing you can do is just keep that in mind that as much as we all hope to to be able to trust each other and and expect the best from people, um, the reality is, you know, if you're getting an unwarranted or an unsolicited um, message or or someone's giving you a lot of attention, like just remember you don't exactly know what their intentions are. Right. Um, Obviously, oh yeah, go ahead. Just kind of keeping that skepticism, you know, because if someone's coming out of the blue, you know, it's important to kind of ask those questions, right? For sure. Um, Anyway, and then, you know, there there are some, you know, easier, small things uh, in terms of verifying their identity. Uh, it It can be a little awkward or uncomfortable to sort of ask those things. But, you know, if, if you're invested in someone and, and connected to them in a romantic way, it shouldn't be a question mark whether or not they are who they say they are. They should be able to video chat with you. Right. Uh, they should be able to provide you with some information, some specific information about where they work or uh, where they live, uh, their birthday. You know, it, it, you know, just you, you shouldn't you shouldn't if, if asked what you know about them, you have a hard time coming up with any specific answers that's a red flag. Right, right. That um, pushback shouldn't be an issue because if you're legitimately not, who you say you are, then that right, shouldn't be a problem right. at all. <laughs> well, it may not even be it may not even necessarily be pushback. They just might not offer a lot of information about themselves mm. if, if, if because it tends to be that with romance scams, one of their most effective tactics is to really ask you questions about yourself mm-hmm. and and 
and make you feel as though they're very interested in you and wanting to listen to you, which is something that very few people have. So they're often so enamored by that quality right. in the person. Oh, but, well, they're such a great listener. I can talk to them about anything. And then you say, well, what do you know about them? And, and often people will say, well, you know, it's funny. I never really even thought to ask them about themselves. Right. Um, and if you're so, pl- so coming if you, from a place of loneliness, I would imagine, you know, you're welcoming just the right. company, the virtual company and having that person who you feel like is listening to you. Um, exactly. I, I anyway, so, so oh, I was just say lastly, you know, when, when it comes to any scam, especially with romance scams, what generally then happens is once your trust has been gained and, and you're, you know, invested in the relationship, that's when sort of drama and, and, um, disaster strikes, right? Whether it's financial or health or car accident or some family issue, uh, as soon as the person starts, you know, bringing up issues that um, are, are, are sympathetic and, and require both emotional and financial support, that's when you have to start to wonder like, well, you know, what are the chances that this person all of a sudden is having this issue and, and needs me to help them? Right. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's kind of the second piece, right? It's it's in getting people's trust and making them feel close to you. And then inevitably some sort of kind of hook, line, sinker catastrophe that's going on. Um, I kind of want to I want to talk about other kind of scams that people can look out for in addition. And I feel like there's probably some crossover. But, um, you know, in the virtual space, for instance, Facebook Marketplace, there's a lot of scams going on there. Are there different ways to avoid those than you would uh, romance scams? Or are they all kind of similar tools that you would give to people? Um, well, in regards to the Facebook, or well, I should say, yeah, any kind of marketplace, uh, online sale or purchase um, platform, uh, we are seeing a lot of people getting scammed there too. Um, and you know, the, the tactics are specific in, in that case. So one thing that we're seeing a lot of is people will try to get you to leave the platform you're on. So whether it's renting a house or a property on Airbnb, um, or, or buying something on eBay, whatever it might be, you know, as soon as a seller or buyer says, Hey, you know what, why don't we make this exchange off of the platform? Uh, or you can pay me sort of, you know, privately, uh, to avoid any kind of fees, or I could, I could give you a discount. That's always something to look out for. Um, okay. because not only can it mean that they're potentially scamming you, but if they are, you're not, you're not protected by, uh, whatever, policies the platform might have in place, right, you know, right. should, should, should they not sort of fulfill their end of the bargain? Sure. Um, another thing is, uh, we recently seen a lot of people will, um, will present themselves as a buyer. You'll get a response to your ad that says, Oh my God, I'll, I'll take it. I'll pay you full price. I don't need to come see it. Like I'm in. Right. Which, of course, is exactly what every seller hopes to see. Yeah. Uh, they're they're banking on you're going to be like, OK, sign me up. Where's the lease? Let's do this. You know? Well, right. So they'll say, OK, cool. Um, and, and, you know, they'll say, hey, well, what's your what's your Zelle uh, account? I'll I'll send you the money right now. And then they'll follow up with with a, a message that says, oh, you know, I, I sent the money. Uh, but I got this weird alert that in order for the, the money to go through to your account, you have to upgrade your Zelle account to to receive this sort of funds. Or the wording changes, but essentially the idea is click this link and and fill out this form uh, to allow the money to go to your account. Um, right. And that's that's not uh, a real thing. There is no such thing as a sort of upgraded Zelle account. Um, and unfortunately, in in doing so, you end up 
sending them a small amount of money that you think is your fee for upgrading the account, which is actually just them getting money from you, and then you never hear from them again. Right. Um, There's so, so many that's different, yeah. different scams out there. I think that it's so important, you know, you kind of spreading the word and giving people insight as to these common things to look for. Um, I feel like we could talk all day because there's utility yeah. scams, there's vacation rental uh, scams. Yeah. Um, what are some suggestions and resources that people can really turn to if they feel like they're getting scammed or they're suspicious? Sure. Well, so the first thing I would do, and I do this all the time, um, just take the 10 seconds and Google it, right? Mm -hmm. if, if you got an email that says, I need, you know, you need to upgrade your Zelle account, just Google that and see if it's a real thing. Uh, and more, more likely than not, at least certainly with the case of, of Zelle, you'll immediately see that it's not a real thing because Zelle has a great resource page um, for any and all kinds of uh, concerns, scams to report, mm -hmm. you know, issues. Um, and I've, I've made a number of videos with, uh, Zelle specifically uh, about these types of things that, that you might come across. Yeah. Um, so, you know, because in, in a lot of cases, the best thing you can do to identify any kind of scam is detect urgency, right? So the, the idea that the situation or this buyer or this seller or this lease renter or whatever it might be is, is in, a, in a position where something needs to happen quickly, where they need you to pay or they want to get paid uh, or pay you quickly, uh, that's always a red flag. Right. right. Um, so sort of just pumping the brakes, taking a second, Googling it. A lot of, you know, pretty much all utility companies, obviously, credit card companies, your bank, those, you can call them. Uh, if someone's telling you that something's funny with your bank or your credit card or utilities are going to get shut off, you can hang up or, you know, or wait a minute, call your company mm -hmm. uh, via the number that is provided, you know, on the card or, you know, on the Internet mm -hmm. and double check. Yeah. You know, do do, do the extra couple minutes of research to protect yourself because, you know, it's easy to get wrapped up and think, oh, man, I, of course I don't want the heat turned off right now. It's freezing. It's winter. I better pay this 100 bucks because I, I didn't realize I was behind on some fee. Right. And if you just took the extra five minutes, waited on hold maybe for another 10 or 20, got someone and said, hey, is my account going to be turned off? They'll tell you that it's not. Right, um, so right. it's really just kind of giving yourself permission to take some time and do some a little bit of research sure, to make but sure that – whatever you're hearing is true. Once again, they're banking on that sense of urgency. I feel like right. you are just so knowledgeable and it's been so great chatting with you. I kind of want to switch things up here because we like to wrap up our interviews with what we call the Fresh Five sure. Lightning Round. It's just getting to know you as Neve. So I'm going to give you some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I uh, guess. <laughs> All right. Number one, city or country living? That's so tough. I struggle with that question every day. Um, <laughs> I, I currently live in, in the city and I love it, but I do feel a real hankering and, and sort of pull uh, to, to potentially move to and live in the country. So we'll see. I don't know. It's, you know, I'm, I'm in a kind of a tough spot right now with that. Yeah. I, 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 I'm kind of torn. <laughs> TBD. All right. Well, we'll be following to see what you decide. Uh, number two, <laughs> pizza or tacos? Oh, pizza. Okay. You're a man after my own heart. Big pizza fan over yeah. here. All right, number three, go out or stay in? A lot of X factors there. I mean, <laughs> I probably, I don't know. That's tough. I love both. Um, I don't want to, like, go out to bars and clubs, mm -hmm. but, like, out to dinner with a few friends or to see a show or, like, you know, like, I'm into cultural going out. Sure. not, like, party going out. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. You know, I'm right. a big, I like that. Okay, well, number four, book or movie? Uh, movie. And number five, online dating or in-person meet? 
Well, see, you know, that's an interesting question because I think a lot of people think of online dating as exclusively online. But the the whole point of, of you know, online dating is to meet in person. Um, and most of the time, that is what happens. The, the problem is when, when you know, you, you find someone on the Internet who doesn't want to meet in person and then you end up in a situation that's not ideal. But I, I think the Internet is a great place to meet people, and I think it's, it's proven to be very successful. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally only used it for, you know, a, a brief amount of time before I uh, met and, and married my wife. So I don't have a tremendous amount of experience in the online dating space. Mm-hmm. But I think – you know, if, if, if it's hard or if you don't have the right environment to meet people in person, then the Internet's a great place to do it. But obviously, you know, my, my go to is always going to be uh, walking up to, to someone and, and starting a conversation right. um, in, in person if that's, a, if that's an option. Sure. The Internet can be a great place. You just have to know what to watch out for. And I just want to say thank you for sitting down with me today. Congrats on all your successes. And uh, let us know, where can we follow you, Neve? and any new oh. projects you, that we can look out for from you? Yeah, sure. Uh, I can be found on pretty much all, all social media platforms just by searching Neve Shulman. Um, and right now, in addition to my ongoing uh, television show, uh, my next sort of um, project, if you will, is uh, I'm training to run my sixth New York City Marathon. Wow. Um, and, I, uh, Congrats. and this year I'm trying to sort of set a new personal record and I'm actually running for Under Armour. So I've got my sort of first uh, athletic, uh, you know, sponsorship deal, if you will, endorsement. So that's that's something that I'm really excited about and focused on and uh, working hard for. Oh, man, I am a sometimes runner, but you are goals. That's great. <laughs> well, again, we really appreciate having you on, and I think you're really, you've are really you been changing lives for a decade now, so it's just really great to speak oh, with you. Thanks. Thank you again. My pleasure. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.